Welcome to the Frame Your Way Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Jefferson. I'm a wife, mama to two, and full-time photographer and business coach. I created this podcast with the aspiring photographer in mind to bring you inspiring stories, strategies to help you go from zero to multiple figures, and tips and tricks to help you get one step closer to work-life harmony. Are you ready to frame your way to your dream career? Let's dive in. Kendra, thank you so much for being on the show today. I would love if you take just a second and introduce yourself to my listeners. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So yes, my name is Kendra Swalls and I am the owner of Paisley Lane Photography in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I started my photography business in 2012 officially, but I had always loved photography. I grew up always taking pictures, always had a camera with me. Um, never really considered it as a career option until I got older. And in college, I studied elementary education. So I went on to become an elementary teacher. And after I was in the classroom for about six or seven years, I started looking for kind of an outlet, something creative and fun, something that was a hobby to do outside of working. And I honestly was kind of looking for a way out of education at some point. I knew that that just was not where I was looking to be forever. And so I decided, let me try this photography thing. I started taking photos of like friends and family. And that led to, you know, people that I worked with asking for pictures. And it just slowly grew. It was a very slow build. It wasn't a quick, you know, uphill thing. It was um, right after I started my business, I had my first daughter and so it was kind of a crazy time to start a business because I was pregnant and working full time and had a new baby. We were also in the middle of selling our house, living with in-laws, building a new house. It was just this whirlwind of a time. And so I just kind of let it really slowly and organically sort of build. And then in 2015, we got pregnant with our second daughter and I was like, you know what? This is my second chance. I didn't get to be home with my little one the first time. I want to make sure I'm more available at the second one. So I just really pushed and pushed to grow my business. And after my second daughter was born, um, I spent about one more year in the classroom and then turned to my resignation, walked away from a school and a job that I absolutely loved. But I knew deep down like that this was my where I needed to be and what I needed to be doing. And so I've been full-time photography since 2017. And then along the way, I started helping other photographers and other business owners in general kind of help grow their business. Um, I really love the business side of running a business. I found that that's kind of the mix of my creative with my analytical side. And so I love all of the marketing and the SEO and, you know, just trying to figure out the crazy puzzle of like, why do people hire certain people? Why do people choose to work with the people they work with? And so that's kind of what I've been helping other people learn how to do in their business. Well, we both were teachers, which I, my heart always goes out to the photographers who are like, yeah, I used to be in the classroom. And then we're all like, oh, me too, me too. And I'm, I'm so glad that you were able to transition out of a career that you loved into another career that you loved. I feel like for me, it was a little bit of the opposite. I was very miserable in the place I was. And I don't think that's I don't think that's just the school's fault. I think it's also me. That's just not where my heart and mind was. It's where I thought I was supposed to be, but I wasn't. And for a really long time, I remember questioning, you know, 
God, why in the world did I go through all that college with two babies and all the sacrifice I had to make to not even be doing anything that has to do with that degree? And now looking back, it makes sense. We're yep. still using our teaching degree. It's still laid a foundation. Um, and I truly do believe that everything happens for a reason. So I think that part of your story is so unique in itself. Um, and really inspiring too, especially the part that you said it wasn't an overnight success because I feel like that's the biggest lie out there right now. And yes. even for people who quote unquote have overnight success, I still don't think it's overnight success. I think they were still doing, you know, small steps to get to where their business is today. So I, I love that you were a perfect reminder that sometimes things are a slow build, but yep. they always pay off either way. So thank well, you. I always... Yeah, no, I always think about like, there's, um, you know, all these people you hear on the radio, like you'll hear a, a song, they're like a brand new artist, so-and-so, and then you hear them tell their story and they're like, no, I've been doing this for 10 years. You just now are hearing about me. And that's how I think a lot of business owners, it, it's like all of a sudden they become this, this great thing, but really they've put in all this groundwork that nobody saw all you see is the success. So there's definitely not, I don't believe in an overnight success pretty much at all. I think there's always got to be the groundwork that goes into it first. I absolutely agree. In fact, I was just watching the Miss Americana with Taylor Swift on Yes, Netflix love that. Day. Oh my gosh. Me too. And I'm like, I'm typically not the person to watch something twice, but to be honest, it was so neat like listening to the story, looking at the hardships, looking at all the home video footage of her when she was just like a preteen mm -hmm. and like starting to pave the way to her dream. And so it, if y'all have not watched that, you've got to go watch it because it will so good. So good. It will heighten your spirit. So I love it. Okay. So I want to dive into some good stuff. And I know that you of all people know that there is some misconceptions about business in general, but really about our photography business, things that we hear, maybe some things that people teach that's actually incorrect. And I would love it if you would share with us what some of those misconceptions are and what we can do about them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think the first one we've already kind of touched on, which is the fact that it doesn't happen overnight. You know, I think that there's a lot of photographers out there who see people who seem to have become this overnight success that they start their business and it just takes off immediately. And there's this idea that if I can just find the right client or the right group of people to work with, or if I could just find this or this or this, it'll, my business will take off. And the thing is 99% of businesses are a slow build. Like you're going to have to, as my mom would say, you have to pay your dues. You know, you, you don't just get to jump into the deep end you've got to lay that foundation. You have to build a portfolio. You have to figure out your style. You know, I have a good friend right now who has decided to start a photography business and she's also a teacher and she's wanting to focus on high school seniors, but she works in a high school. So she's got a lot of people to work with. And she messaged me the other day and she was like, oh my gosh, Kendra, I just went back and looked at a session that I sent off a gallery. I sent out like a month ago and compared to what I sent out today. And she goes, do I need to go back and re-edit that old gallery because it's just terrible? And I was like, no, 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 no. You're going to go through this 10 million different times. If you go back and re-edit every gallery that you run, you know, you look back on your life, you'd be sending out galleries for years. So, you know, there's this kind of this process you have to go through of 
you have to figure out what type of business you want to have. You got to figure out what type of clients you want to work with. You got to figure out what niche do you want to be in? Are you going to be the photographer that does everything? Or are you going to slowly figure out that there's certain things that you don't want to shoot or that you love shooting? And so I think that the idea that you can start a business and within two months, you're going to have 10,000 followers and a booked schedule for the next year is just kind of a lie that gets a lot of people really discouraged in the beginning because they think, well, I'm not doing that. So I must not be good. And that's just not the case. You've got to put in the hours. You've got to put in the time to build up to that. Totally agree with all of that. And Honestly, that's something that still I feel like creeps up regardless of how far along you are in your journey. We always think, well, if we just had that next thing, or if I just for 30 days did this, then this course promises that I'm going to have the, you know, X, Y, and Z. And that ends up not being the case. And so I promise you every photographer has put in their time. They've paid their dues in ways that you know, we may never know because there's a lot of things that go unseen. So thank you, mm -hmm. social media. But there is, there's a lot of things that go unseen, all the hard work, all the doubt, the nights that you want to throw in the towel. And so I love everything that you said. I think we just need to give ourselves, first of all, grace in our business, understand that we've never fully arrived. I absolutely love that saying. Um, because I know for me, that's something I constantly go back to is you've never fully arrived. There's always room for growth. And like you said, I look back at galleries a year ago and I'm like, wait, what? I've already grown that much <laughs> since last summer. Yep. And it's just crazy. So I love that. That's a, that is probably the first misconception. I think we all get ourselves wrapped into. Well, one saying I've always heard was that, you know, don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. And I think that's a big problem because right now, especially with social media. And when I first started my photography business, you know, social media was around, but it wasn't the place you went to find answers to questions and things like that. There weren't a whole bunch of Facebook groups. And so I joined a forum for female photographers. And I remember like every single day I'd be sitting in my classroom and I would like send the kids off to do an activity, like in small groups or whatever. And I would go to my computer and I would look up this forum and I would read through different um, questions and threads and posts and all this kind of stuff. And that's where a lot of my education came from. But it was also where I kind of got the idea that like, oh, these people are just, they have some kind of magic pill that they had that made them successful when really they weren't sharing all of the previous work they had done to get to where they were. And the other thing I've, I will say too, to a lot of photographers is when you feel like you're not progressing, go back and look at where you started because I think we don't recognize the little things. It's kind of like when you're on a journey to like lose weight, if you, you know, you see yourself in the mirror every single day, you don't notice the changes, the subtle changes, but somebody that is coming in and seeing you for the first time in two months is going to go, Oh, you look like you've lost weight. Well, the same thing with our photography is it's easy for us because we make these subtle little changes. It's just, we're tweaking our editing a little bit or, we're changing up a little bit about how we, what we post on social media. And when we really go back and look at where we started versus where we are now, and you start to see like, wow, look at the journey I've made. It helps kind of remind you that this is a journey. It's not a, I'm going to start this. And I'm going to, like you said, there is no end. Um, but go back and look at where you started. I think that's a really great way to remind yourself that all these little things you're doing are paying off. 
That's so good. So good. Okay. What's another misconception we tend to have? <laughs> so I call this one the field of dreams <laughs> misconception. So the idea that if you build it, they will come. And I remember like, this was one that I fell into 1000% when I started my business. And so it's the idea that you create a website, you create a Facebook page, you get on Instagram and all you have to do is post your pretty pictures and the, the audience is going to come, the clients are going to come. And it just does not work that way. It's the market is saturated. There people are bombarded constantly with, especially now with Instagram and all these things like they're faced with beautiful imagery all day long, you know? And so just having a really great photograph is not going to be enough to get you noticed. You have to put in the work to create a brand. You have to put in the work to figure out who are you really trying to target? Because I see, and I'll get to this in a second, but I see a lot of people targeting everybody and that's not necessarily the best route to go. So you have to know who you're looking at. And so I think that if I build it, they will come mentality is something that a lot of new photographers kind of fall into because again, it looks like that's how easy it is. Like it looks like all these other people is all they did is they put up a, a Facebook page and all of a sudden they had all these people, but you have to have a voice. You have to get creative. You have to offer something that your, that your audience is going to want. You can't just give them pretty pictures. You have to give them content. You have to give them something of value. This is where I think, you know, saying, okay, I'm going to be a photographer who also educates my clients on X, Y, Z. So like, for example, I shoot weddings. And so 90% of my content is going to be, how can I help brides plan their wedding? Not how can I show them how beautiful my photos are, but how can I be a resource to them? How can I be somebody that they want to come back to my Facebook page or my Instagram feed because they want to see what else I have to say next? So the idea of if I build it, they will come is definitely a misconception that a lot of early photographers have. And so figuring out, okay, I'm going to create these things. I'm going to create the face, the website, the Facebook page, the Instagram, all those things. But what can I do that's going to help me stand out from everybody else? I'm silently clapping to every <laughs> word you said. I was just like, yes, preach. Because honestly, anyone that has listened to this podcast long enough has heard me say very similar things. And I, I, I just agree with that. And I always tell my students and my people like, you cannot post one post on Facebook hey, I'm doing spring sessions. There, you know, here's all the dates to pick from. Here's how much it costs. All right, message me the book. Like you can't do that. You can't just post and walk away and yep. think that you're going to get all these people because you're not. Like you can't just do it one time, but you can't just have generic posts. Like if you are selling all the time and people never get to know you or what you have to offer or your personality, then they're probably not going to choose you and they're going to pick somebody else that entices them and, you know, makes them interested. So I am so with you. I'm, I'm all about the niche too. And I don't mean that's all you can photograph. I just mean, 
I want you, if you could be known for one type of photography, what would it be? Sure, you're going to take on other things. Right. But what would you, you know, what would you love to be the go-to for? It, you know, do you want to do maternities? Do you want people, the second they get pregnant, to think about you and start brainstorming their announcement photos and their maternity photos and all the things? Um, and so, yeah, so I, that's the thing. The people who think the market is saturated, sure, there's a lot of photographers, but there's also a lot of doctors and dentists and nurses and all the things. And so yep. what makes people choose them over all the other people? Well, when I think about this and I think about last week, I was having a conversation with some people um, locally and we were talking about different doctors and why everybody chooses one doctor over the other. And it came down to how they treat people and their personality and yep. you know and that's i mean that's what it comes down to it's not all three of the doctors in this office are capable of treating your problem but you're going to choose the one you feel the most comfortable with and i feel like that is the same way with photography so yeah. Uh, yeah. 100%. Good job. <laughs> well, and along those same lines, so a, a good friend of mine that lives like 10 minutes from me, she and I, I don't shoot high school seniors anymore, but I used to, that was kind of one of, so for a long time, I was basically weddings and boudoir and then high school seniors, which you would think like that doesn't really go together, which is why I kind of got rid of the seniors for a while. But she and I were talking and I was like, okay, we both shoot seniors and we're, we're both in this group that I started like a Facebook group here in the DFW area for women photographers. And she and I kind of run it together. And we started seeing a lot of posts about, you know, this whole, there's just too many photographers in my area. Um, you know, they, people keep going for whoever's the cheapest. Like there's this, you know, that whole conversation. And she and I were kind of talking about it over lunch one day. And I said, you know, here's the thing. This is the way I look at it. And this is why I can't, it's so frustrating to not, that other people don't realize this. I said, you and I live 10 minutes apart from each other. And we both technically are in competition because we both shoot high school seniors. Right. And I'm like, okay, but if we look around us, there are five major high schools around where we live. And let's just for round numbers, let's just say there's a thousand seniors in each of those high schools. Cause I live in Texas. Everything's bigger. We have huge schools. And I was like, that's 5,000 seniors. I'm like, you and I could not photograph 5,000 seniors in a year if we wanted to. And I was like, and let's just say, because we only shoot girls mostly, let's say half of those are high school senior girls. So now you're looking at 2,500 seniors. And I was like, neither one of us can photograph 2,500 seniors in a year. And so if we're looking at like, we want to each have, you know, 30 seniors a year, there's room for so many senior photographers in one area. So this idea that that scarcity mindset is so false. It's just something that we get wrapped up in in our own head. But when you really sit down and look at it, you know, there's no way that there is a scarcity of people to hire you. It's just about positioning yourself, like I said, to be the go-to person that they want to have as a resource. You know, if you're talking about newborn photography or maternity photography, which I have a good friend that does both, and I've helped her. I'm like, you need to become the go-to person that these women want to learn from. You know, I want you to be the person that when they start looking for, okay, I'm pregnant. What do I need to know about being pregnant? They come across your resources. Then they want to book you for the maternity. And then you're helping them with, okay, what to expect now that I have a new baby and newborn sessions and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, it's not about the pretty pictures. It's about what are you doing for these people? that's going to make them want to come back to you again and again. 
I love that perspective of just the whole idea of there's so there's so much and there's enough for everybody. And I will say the last two years, I have really, really tried to get my mindset to change from scarcity to, you know, abundance and in mm -hmm. all areas for, you know, from money to opportunity to all the things. And I will say if there's anything that I have definitely grown in, it is that like I used to wake up and almost feel anxiety over, am I even going to make enough money? Like I, there's not enough for me. I have to be the first one to post. I have to be the first one they see. And I, I mean, I was in desperation mode and not just for my business, but like I said, in general for life. And so now to be able to wake up each day and like, I just don't freak out, you know, especially when someone reaches out and I, you know, and I have to follow up with them or they say like, I can't afford you or whatever. I no longer have that feeling of, oh my gosh, there's not enough. I just feel like at peace. There is always mm -hmm. enough. There's always someone who's going to come pay your prices, but you've got to get through the no first. And so, oh my gosh, I love that perspective so much. It's probably my favorite golden nugget of this entire episode because I'm telling you mindset is probably 90% of the game. It is. Oh, absolutely. Is. Absolutely. And that once you get your mindset right, and I've been working on this too, because I think we all have been there. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, I've always had an abundance mindset. No, because that's, that's BS. You know, like there are still days where I'm like, oh my gosh, I just can't, especially getting into the education field where I'm like, okay, now I want to, teach other business owners, well, that's a whole different ball game to go into. And that's a whole different, you know, sort of world where I'm the little man on the totem pole and I'm like, okay, I, but there's, there's enough room for everybody and you have to, it's a daily get up and remind yourself, whether it's write it on your mirror with a dry erase marker or put a sticky note somewhere, you know, or whatever you have to do to remind yourself that like, Today, I'm going to have a mindset that there is enough, that I do deserve success, and that if I put in the work, it's going to happen. And so those are the things that if you work on that on a regular basis, I think you will see huge shifts because you'll stop looking for the negative in your day and you'll start looking for the positive. And when you start looking for the positive, little things like, oh, I got a, you know two new inquiries today, and even if they don't book me they're finding me. That means people are looking, that means people are finding me. You know, like I, I remember the first time I realized that, oh, okay, most of my inquiries are coming from Google searches. That's huge. Like I need to put more energy into that. And I'm like, wow, that's incredible. Like people are finding me through random Google searches. Like that's a little success. Even though those two people may not, may not have booked me today, for whatever reason, like they still found me and that's pretty impressive. Yeah, for sure. I, and I, I say the same thing, you know, you, you definitely have to look for the positive in everything in all situations and circumstances. And this was so good. So many mind nuggets. This might be one of those people are going to have to come back to on a really bad day and just get fired up again. And, oh, thank you. Well, so I'm going to throw in one more little, okay. one, a little bonus one, because okay. I think this is huge too. And we touched on it a little bit in the last little section, but I think a big thing, misconception too, is that you have to try to be the photographer for everybody. I think I am a big believer in knowing your ideal client. 
I, when I was probably four years into my business, I was like this, I was kind of at that point where I was like, I'm going to make this a real thing. Like, I'm not just going to make this a part-time hobby. I hired a mentor and one of the first things she had me do was create an ideal client profile, like literally find a picture of somebody, write out a description, post it on my bulletin board in my office, like all the things. And I remember at the time thinking like, this is so stupid. Like, <laughs> why am I doing this? Like, I don't need this girl, Sarah, this made up character to be my ideal client. But once I kind of really gave into the, the idea of like knowing who my audience is and realizing like my audience is a certain type of person. Like for example, I'll, I'll take my boudoir client. My boudoir clients are not the 23 year old who's getting married. My boudoir client is a 36 year old mom of two kids who's done having kids and is ready to feel beautiful again. And so knowing that and knowing that I'm not trying to market my boudoir business to every woman on the internet, it helps me really draw people in because I can talk about things that that woman is going to relate to. And it's all about that know, like, and trust factor. Once they know who I am, because they found me somehow through the internet or social media, they know what I'm about. They know who I am personally. They know that I'm a mom. They know that I'm all about empowering women. They know that I'm here to, to help them feel beautiful, even when they don't feel that way themselves. And then they trust me because they see the content I'm putting out there. And it's, I've had so many women will message me and say, it's like you were speaking directly to me. And that is what you should be. That should be your goal every single time. And of course you're going to have outliers. I still get the, you know, 20 something year old who wants to come in and look sexy for her man. That's fine. And sometimes I get like the 60 year old woman who, you know, she's like, Oh, I just want to have a really great picture to put in my retirement home someday, you know, but like, you're going to have the outliers. You're not eliminating people from your audience. You just are getting very clear on who you're speaking to so that you will build connections with them. So don't try to market to every single person out there, figure out who your target market is and just really go all in on them. Yeah. As you were explaining that, I literally saw a visual, which does not happen very often in my brain, but I saw a visual of when you go fishing, all the different types of bait. Now I'm not a professional, but I've watched my <laughs> husband a time or two and you choose a specific type of bait to attract a specific type of fish. Now, sometimes you hook a fish that you weren't going for. And I feel like that's the exact same as what you were explaining. You're still going to hook clients that may not be that exact person, but you will get more of your ideal client if you start baiting them. And that's a really probably bad sales term, but you know what I mean? As yes. Using the right words and language and, you know, things that they care about. And so I, that's, that is really, really good. In fact, that's an exercise that I'll probably, it's been a long time since I've sat down and thought about that for my business. And so I will probably do that for both sides. So for my mm -hmm. families and for the business side of who I'm looking to help as well, which I love that we have that in common. And I love that we were doing all this mindset stuff because some people would be like, well, why would you have her as a guest when she's trying to do what you're trying to do? But like I said, there's that perfect person for everyone. And I know that's your message too. So I'm so yes. glad that you came on the show. Yeah, this was so fun. I yes. loved your fishing analogy. I'm going to have to remember that one because my husband fishes a lot too. And I had never really put two and two together, but that's a really great analogy because it's so true. Yeah. I don't know yay. how that popped into my head, but yay for fishing. No, so. I love it. That's awesome. Well, thank you so, so much. This has been amazing. I love it.
You're welcome. Well, how can people find you and connect with you online? Yeah. So my business, my photography business is Paisley Lane Photography. Uh, that's the website and social media handles. And then um, my podcast that I have is called Girl Means Business. Same website and same social media handles. And um, on that site, they can just find information, not necessarily photography specific, but just business in general. Uh, so it's for anybody and everybody that has business out there. So yeah, that's where they can find me. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited for people to get connected. And this was such a good show. Thank you. Thank you. If you haven't already and you are loving this podcast, would you take just a second and hit that subscribe button? This will automatically deliver new episodes to your phone every Thursday. And if you want to go above and beyond, I would love for you to leave an honest rating and review. This helps other photographers find the show and get the support they need. Thank you so much for listening and I'll meet you back here next week.